Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Another song that takes me back uh, all in on Nirvana and all in on our next guest here on 106.7 The Fan with Ben Standing and Britt Giroli from The Athletic because we get to have another person from The Athletic on the great Lindsey Jones, one of our NFL national writers to help us figure out what on earth the Washington football team can possibly do at quarterback this coming off season. I mean, I'm assuming Taylor Heineke may or may not be, you know, the next great thing. Lindsey, I hope you're ready to help solve the unsolvable problem. How are you doing? I am good. We're having a little meltdown in my kitchen at the moment, but it's fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> it's started since I've been on hold, but it's no no different than all these NFL teams that are good, probably having meltdowns over quarterback situations. So, should we uh, should we ask Lena? <laughs> Lena is Lindsay's daughter. For those of you who don't know, who makes a lot of uh, NFL picks, I feel like Lena might be able to better steer us here than some of these NFL teams. I will say she picked the Washington Football Team upset over the Bucks last week. Wow. Which was very impressive because I definitely would not have picked that, but um, I'm learning not to not to correct her or try to change her mind when she makes her picks because she's picking a lot of upsets these days. Well, what, whatever works. If, if she figured out that one, you know, mazel tough to her because that was the one that I don't know. She must even... have remembered the playoff game, and I, I don't know, but, yeah, she was right on that one. Well, look, if you – Which you... is odd because Tom Brady is her favorite player, so I don't know. That's bizarre. <laughs> well, look, Taylor Heineke had a great playoff game against against the Bucks, and he's obviously had another good one against them this past week. But realistically, I think most of us would, would believe that the, the next year starting quarterback – or at least the long-term answer is probably not on this team. But the question is, yeah. what do they do? Well, last time Britt and I were on, we went through the NFL draft prospects. Now we wanted to talk about the vets. The, the interesting players potentially are not the free agent class. We'll get to that in a second. It's the yeah. guys who may spring free from their current spots, including, say, a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Um, w- without getting into the we – well, just take it wherever you want to go, but not focusing on the vaccine stuff from recently – we spent all this offseason about how he's going to want to get out of Green Bay. But here's the thing. Green Bay is winning again, and they're in a really good space yeah. to contend for the Super Bowl again, which leads to the question, do you think Aaron Rodgers at the end of the year is actually going to want to get out and therefore have have a team like Washington have a chance? Yeah, well, I'll say, and I've said this months ago, before everything that happened over the last 10, 10 days, it's a very dangerous proposition to try to put ourselves into – Aaron Rodgers' brain because he <laughs> operates on a different scope than just about any anybody else in the NFL, and it's hard to ascribe like typical NFL norms to him. You know, things that typically we would assume or could safely assume was going to happen. It's just it's a very dangerous thing to do um, to do with him. But you know, but all of that said, um, you know, I think I think all of the reasons that we all thought this is going to be a last dance situation in Green Bay, a lot of those things are still in play when you look at. The future contracts that, you know, Devontae Adams is a pending free agent, kind of, you know, his Aaron Rodgers, like lasting unhappiness with this, you know, with this organization. I think a lot of that stuff 
is still there. I don't think that stuff necessarily gets mended, even if they are the number one seed in the NFC. Maybe if they win a Super Bowl. I think what's going to be interesting and what maybe has changed, um, you know, since the offseason or certainly since, you know, July when he reported is that I think the Packers are going to be much more desperate to keep him. I was at that game in Kansas City that he did not play when Jordan Love was the starter, I guess now almost two weeks ago. And it is somewhat unfair to make a complete judgment on Jordan Love based on one performance, but it was not great. And it was really jarring to see just how different that team was without Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, if anything, that could change the way that the Packers approach this what they ask for in return for him or kind of the, the things that they give in to keep him. So, you know, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to get traded. Um, I live in Denver where we're having all of these exact same conversations about the quarterback position and who could be available. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people in Denver who got their hopes up that Aaron Rodgers was going to be coming here basically all of the off season. And now that things are going South with the current quarterbacks and Teddy Bridgewater, that, they're kind of back on that train again. And it's just, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not convinced that he's going to be, but then who else is, is it, is it going to be Russell Wilson? Could Derek Carr become available? Is somebody going to take on uh, Matt Ryan's contract? It's not quite as an attractive of a group as maybe we've seen um, in recent years. You know, it's been kind of rare how many veteran quarterbacks have moved over the 2019 and the 2020 off seasons. But, um, you know, I think we're kind of getting back, where we might not see quite as much movement. And that's really rough if you're a team like Washington or Denver. Talking to Lindsey Jones here, senior writer for the Athletic NFL. Lindsey, I want to talk about Deshaun Watson because you've been all over covering this. Um, It doesn't seem like teams, it seemed like for a while he was going to maybe be traded. Um, Hasn't been traded. He's got, of course, 20 plus allegations of sexual misconduct. Could he be a possibility for the Washington football team? And of all organizations, can this one absorb bringing in a guy like that? Yeah, I mean, I I think he certainly could be. Um, There are just so many kind of contingencies and unknowns. And it's really hard to kind of separate the football from everything that he's going through or not going through, but everything that is surrounding him off the field. Um, And there's a lot of people who kind of try to separate the two and try to just talk strictly about football and draft pick compensation and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, kind of throughout the stuff about, Oh, the teams are doing their due diligence into him, which is not possible. I mean, it's, it's one of the more laughable storylines when you hear that, Oh, that the dolphins have done their own due diligence or whatever team it is. That's just not possible. Like that typically means that they've called former teammates and coaches and they've all said, Oh yeah, he's a great guy. That's it's impossible for teams to actually get a grasp on what's going on with all of these legal cases. Um, but the thing is, is like, he's a really good football player. The Texans this offseason are going to be very, very motivated to unload him. And somebody is going to take a risk, and it's only going to take one team. And basically everybody in the league is hoping that there will be some sort of clarity, that there'll just be some sort of either he will have settled all, all, all of the civil cases by next March or, and that the grand jury will have decided one way or another whether they're going to charge him or not charge him because that really is going to inform whether Roger Goodell is going to punish him. If they're, if he is facing criminal charges, then he'll go on the commissioner's exempt list. He won't be eligible to play. Um, so there's just so much up in the air. But, you know, but I would say Washington, he should be off limits at this point, given that everything that that organization has gone through is still currently going through. 
if they want to show that they are serious about not being the same old Washington football team, you can't, you can't take him on, even if he has settled those cases, because Brett, you and I both know this really well. Settling civil lawsuits is not, um, that doesn't mean that bad things didn't happen. It means that, you know, he settled it out of court. So I, I just think it would be a really bad move um, for Washington. I think it'll be a bad move for whichever team does this and races to do it, but especially Washington. Uh, ben Standing, Bridger Oli here from The Athletic here on 106.7 The Fan. We're joined by Athletic uh, senior writer Lindsey Jones, who on Twitter is at by Lindsey H. Jones. Yeah, and, and like the, the, the reports that were coming out, before the trade deadline about there were teams ready to trade for Deshaun, but dot, 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 from what I gather was largely preposterous. Nobody would be, everybody would be willing to trade for him, whatever, if all the legal aspects were were not involved, but they are. And until they get resolved, nobody's going to take that risk to give up. Even if they don't give up a ton of picks, like you, like you're talking about, there's a lot of other risks that go with it. And I don't see that as being a reasonable thing for any team, let alone, I, I yeah, think what, and, the Tex- and the Texans aren't going to just give him up for nothing. Right, exactly. You know, the Tex- they've made that very clear, you know, that, that they weren't going to take, like, a discount on him, that they've, they've shown that they're willing to just sit him and pay him not to play this year. And that wasn't going to happen anywhere else. So, yeah, it was, it was always preposterous to think that, you know, all of the things would fall into place that needed to happen for him to move by the trade deadline. Like, you know, talking 24 hours, he could settle 22 civil lawsuits. That's ridiculous. That was never going to happen. So, so here though, okay. So let's put him aside. You, you've already discussed. We've discussed Rogers. You mentioned Russell Wilson and Derek Carr is an interesting one. But look, if the Raiders finish strong, then I don't know why they wouldn't want to figure out how to keep him. Which leads into the question of, okay, well, what what do teams like Washington do? Because here's the free agent class in some yeah. order: Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, who's the Broncos quarterback. Who, like you're saying, they may decide they need to bet a better a better player. Jameis Winston, okay, but he's coming off an ACL. Uh, yeah. Marcus Mariota, you know, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, who who knows what to make of that? It's ben bad. Roethlisberger is a hundred. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, you think the Steelers are going to be in that mix of trying to get a new quarterback? Yeah, I mean, it's there's it's going to be a game of musical chairs where there's only a couple of desirable quarterbacks and then everybody else is going to be left looking for, looking through that group and trying to talk themselves into well, this guy could really fit our scheme or look at how safe he is with the ball and our defense is really good. So we can scheme around this. And as long as we don't turn over the football or, um, yeah, I mean, teams talk themselves into this kind of stuff all the time. I mean, you, you know, Ben, you've, you've covered that, that organization for a long time. I've covered every iteration of the Broncos trying to do it. I mean, they've talked to themselves over the last few years into Trevor Simeon and Case Keenum and trading for Joe Flacco. And now this Teddy Bridgewater and, it never seems to work. So, you know, it really just reinforces um, while I think, you know, quarterback play has largely never been better across the league and there are more good quarterbacks now. um, It's really, it's still really hard to get one of those guys and, you know, it's going to put, make some teams make some really difficult decisions. You know, the Browns have to figure out, you know, do you really want to give Baker Mayfield $40 million a year? But the risk of not doing it is being mixed with all of these other teams that are trying to decide if they want Case Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater or Colt McCoy or whoever it is that, you know, Mitch Trubisky, these kind of mediocre average quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm talking to Lindsey Jones here, uh, senior writer for The Athletic. Lindsey, I mean, 
Ben and I were talking, you know, they miss out on Matt Stafford um, this past offseason, and they kind of have to if you're Washington, and not saying you need to rank all the teams by, you know, who is the most desperate, but you would have to think that this football team, given that they've had, they're probably going to suffer their second losing season here. Ron Rivera really needs to kind of turn this around. They may not have the time to draft a guy and have a rookie kind of learn the system. In your opinion, are they one of the more desperate clubs? Do they have to be even more aggressive because they missed out on Stafford last year? Yeah, they might have to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when we're talking about, like, des- desperation rankings, and that actually, I should write that. That sounds like a good story idea. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think they're right up there. Um, the Broncos are up there. I think the Panthers are up there. Um, I think a couple of the teams that drafted quarterbacks this year have suddenly been removed from that conversation. You know, the Bears for example, you know, they, they're a mess for a lot of reasons, but they're no longer in that conversation. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Ron Rivera has just a ton of respect within that building in Washington. He's been given so much power, but at some point, if your team is regressing and you're getting things wrong like that, you know, things, the pressure ramps up and they've got to get that quarterback decision, right? So I do think he'll have a little bit more time to time to do that, but you know, it's, it's really hard to have patience with quarterbacks anymore. And when the free agent class potentially is going to shape up and the trade market the way it is and this draft class not being great, you know, I think the teams that skipped out on the opportunity to draft one this year when it was a pretty strong class, I think I think some of those teams are going to wind up regretting it. So, Lindsay, last question for me at least. So we're going through this list. So unless a Rodgers or the Deshaun Watson thing clears up or Russell Wilson or whatever, we're looking at just sort of this motley crew of meh options, right? which is kind of what Washington has now, except they already know what they have. So for you give us the outside perspective. I don't know how much you were able to watch of Washington's game this week against Tampa Bay, but I'm sure you've seen, you've seen Taylor Heineke play to a degree. You've obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick, a healthy version, play over time. Is, it, is there an argument? Is it, is it even conceivable that Washington's best path might be to say, you know what, let's just bring the three guys we have now back, maybe draft a guy and let him, if they can, considering the other options. Again, I'm not saying that that's yeah. exciting, is, it, is there a world that that's the best path, or do they just have to do something different just to do it? Yeah, I mean, if it's the same coaching staff, you know, I don't think anybody is going to believe in Taylor Heineke as much as Ron Rivera and Scott Turner and that crew that they have right there, or, you know, right there. So it might be the best option if you miss out, if Rodgers isn't available, if Russell Wilson isn't available, if Derek Carr isn't available. If Matt, and not that I, I don't even think Matt Ryan would necessarily be the right guy, but if one of the top groups of veterans is not available and you don't have the draft capital to move up to get whoever the number one or number two guy is it might be the best option whether you're so you're weighing okay do we want to bring back taylor heineke our defense will be better they'll be able to talk themselves into the defense that they were expecting to have this year right i mean those all those guys for the most part are going to be back although now chase young will be coming off the injury so i could see how you would talk yourself into this is the ceiling look how high we can go with this if, if everything falls into place. It's dangerous to do that, but I could see how that ends up becoming the path forward. And I, know, I understand that's probably not that fun if you're a Washington fan and looking to see substantial progress. It's not also not that fun if you're a Washington beat writer looking to figure out how to write something interesting if you're <laughs> sure. bringing back the same group. Uh, Lindsay, definitely, right. <laughs> definitely appreciate the time at by Lindsay H. Jones on Twitter and look for this uh, desperation rankings. She's going to write. There'll be a triple yes. <laughs> triple byline to three of us, but not four people. Nobody will know what that means except for the three of us, but just a triple byline. Uh, Lindsay, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you later.
All right, uh, Britt, did, did Lindsay change your mind about any of the uh, quarterback scenarios, or, or are you still as confused as the rest of us? No, and, and I think she made some great points. Like, there's just not a whole lot out there. I mean, this is this is bargain hunting. Are you a shopper? This is bargain hunting to the extreme. Uh, I'm a probably standard guy. Walk into a store, know what I want, buy it, leave. All right. Well, th- this is uh, this is going to be very interesting, I think. And if you don't, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't move, it's like a whole bunch of issues. With, with, with that, without a doubt. All right, we're going to keep talking uh, about Washington football team. We'll get to some Nats. All that in a few moments here on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, switching, switching it up, switching it up. As we get into the evening, we're doing a little less hard rock, a little more flow. Richard Rowley, Ben Standing here with you on 106.7 Overtime here till 945. And then you got the Caps. The Caps playing on that West Coast. Drink your coffee, take your naps. You're going to stay up and watch the Caps. So, Ben, during this break, oh boy, we had a few minutes, and I went and got water because we're talking a lot. Ben went for the vending machine option. He got himself a he tried to get himself a drink and a snack. He tried with the credit card, couldn't do it. He tried with the cash, couldn't do it. So Ben comes back here empty-handed and, and defeated and straight up forlorn. Um, do, would you like to elaborate on the snack well, snafu? Yeah, so it was a, it was going to be a, a diet Dr Pepper and a some bag of chips. Now to Sounds be clear, the, there the credit card is is a functioning credit card. There is money to be taken out, but I don't know the chip isn't working or what. I, I is it? functioning uh, look there could be potential uh you know l- ladies out there i'd like to have a conversation with so yes there's money in the account but the the chip isn't working so i went to use this machine uh, and it's not working by the way as i'm doing this the security guard comes over he just sits down there, there's nobody else right here. there's just me the security guard sits there watching this happening so now i'm embarrassed and i'm thinking is he think i'm some sketch anyway then i try to pull out now, this is the really bad part i pulled out the 20 dollar bill you think you could just do that? Put the twenty. I, I'm not even kidding. I don't even understand where the money goes. I looked. I, I couldn't figure it out. So that's the part that's actually embarrassing. 
I could not figure out how to use the 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 the, the, the vending machine money part. You sound like an old man. One, two props for keeping cash on you, because I don't carry cash. I don't know anyone my age who carries cash. Wow. Um, I got the old man, and you're an old. I got the old man label and rep and and for the cash. I'll give you my credit card, but you're gonna have to Venmo me because I'm not accepting your cash, which is probably counterfeit, which is probably why the vending machine wouldn't accept it as well. Also, because I am old, I don't have Venmo. I, I can't. Wow, the, 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 the my like I know grandparents who have Venmo. I have PayPal. Am I gonna get scoffed at for that? Download Venmo. It's what the kids are using. You'll thank me later. I try. I get. I get every time this comes up, and I tell somebody I don't have Venmo. They do give me the look like seriously, Gramps. Like what's What's the deal? What do you got a Betamax yeah. at home too? Yeah, you know what, Ben? I'm gonna draw you a map, just like. <laughs> well, clearly, I can't draw you a map of how to fix, how to use a vending machine. Ron Rivera would be horrified. The guy uses the map analogies. One of his best beat writers can't even draw a stick figure and can't figure out a vending machine. I mean, how are you gonna solve the Washington football team's biggest conundrums if you can't even get yourself a Diet Dr Pepper at 8:25 on a Tuesday night? Yeah, no, no idea. I shouldn't be allowed to discuss almost anything in in, in in life. Certainly not these things. But that's the thing. I can discuss the Washington football team because I'm talking about other people's problems. That this oh. is my problem. When it comes to my own situation, disaster. There, like, there's no You're argument. like a savant. <laughs> well, there's a word that goes before savant. I was trying to be nice. More, it's probably more like that. Uh, but, okay, if you can solve it, after talking to Lindsay, do you feel better or worse about this situation with the quarterbacks? Well, I, I feel like at some point nobody wants to have the conversation of st- of the status quo. And I and it's not a matter of that it's the best option. It just may be you have to at least consider it. Because w- putting aside the idea of Taylor Heineke playing so well that he's just the guy, um, look at this group. It is a game of musical chairs to a degree. I mean, again, unless one of those big names springs free or – the rookie, the rookie class. If Washington has a top ten pick, top fifteen pick, and one of these guys there, and you think he's your answer, great. But even still, it's probably not a great answer for next year. And yeah, it may be a world in which what they have is as good as what's out there, which is a scary proposition. Unless, like I said, Taylor Heineke continues to play like he did against Tampa, which honestly wasn't perfect. He did fine, but it wasn't like unbelievable. Um, yeah, it, it, it's something to consider. It's not what anybody wants to consider. Though. So you're saying if you're going to, if you're on the fence about buying a Taylor Heineke jersey, you maybe should because he could be the guy next year. I would never buy a jersey anymore in this era unless it was a player who's already retired. I, I, the, 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 the player movement is so rampant in all these leagues. I'm out. What I, jersey you got? I don't have any anymore. I you mean, don't have I, any? Uh, I don't. I'm 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 sort of a. I had a Thiesman back in the day. Well, I can't wear a jersey anymore. I've covered like all these teams. Like and like I, I you know another sport though. I, I don't know what what, no. what 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 am I what am I doing? I don't. I don't know. I was just wondering. If, I have a bunch of jerseys. Like what? Ray Bork, Boston Bruins, four-time Norris Trophy winner. Well, that that's like was that your, that was your team growing up? Yeah, that was my childhood idol growing up. Right. My parents must have known I was weird when one year they were like, "You can paint your room whatever color you want." I'm like, "Can I paint a Bruins gold?" They're like, "No, how about just yellow?" I'm like, "No, it has to be Bruins yellow." Sure. So my parents probably right then and there, I was ten, maybe eleven. They're probably like, "I asked for a Bruins trash can. I had a Bruins rug. I had the poster with Adam Oates and Cam Neely and Ray Bork." And they're probably like, "Man, this this is trouble here." So, you know, this is trouble. All right. Well, you're inspiring. I'm, I'm going to buy a Ray Bork jersey. I mean, you should. I, I don't know what else. And I don't even like that team. Um, <laughs> but what I do like is talking to you. Uh, we're going to keep doing that. Ben Standick, Britt Giroli, staying with you out here on 106.7 The Fan.
I do like me some Tom Petty, and that's a good way to come back in here. Ben Standig, Britt Jolie here on 106.7 The Fan. We've been talking the Washington football team, the Washington Wizards. It is now time to get into what Britt Jolie does best other than paint her bedroom walls the color of the Boston Bruins, <laughs> and that is talking baseball, talking the Washington Nationals, and in this case specifically, Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, and the National League MVP race. Uh, I have to say, as somebody who is not that um, I, baseball, a, a love of my life, it's not necessarily something I focus on every day the way I did, partly because I'm an Orioles fan and what am I doing there? But I it was around this team a lot, and the idea that Juan Soto and Bryce Harper are dueling for the MVP, or at least as the main contenders, primary contenders, is a fascinating situation. Uh, and, and Britt, I'm excited to hear what you have to think about this, but like, do you think it pains Nats fans that it's those two that Harper is gone, or are they just like, you know what, they won a World Series without Harper, Juan Soto's as good, if not better, and therefore, you know, say la vie? Yeah, I think if you ask most Nationals fans, they're, they're okay that Bryce Harper is gone. They lost Anthony Rendon as well, but they're tired of losing these really great position players. And you always say, well, there's going to be another one. There's going to be another one. There may never be another Juan Soto. Forget in D.C. in our lifetime. There may never be another one. So to me, he's going to be the one who got away if he leaves. Can I ask you this? So we talk obviously a lot about the football team and in in part about the ownership and how that's just a cloud over the situation. I, I'm curious, part of from the outside, what the, what the issue with the Nationals it feels like is, it's not up to me to spend the learner's money. But it feels like in a sport in which there's really not a salary cap, right, that they can kind of do what they want. And, uh, you know, from what you read in various uh, publications, the learners have a couple of dollars to their name. That the, the fact that guys are getting away seemingly for money would drive me crazy. And at this point, you, Harper goes, Rendon goes, you cannot let Juan Soto leave. No. I don't care what it takes, right? I mean, it, it, they've got to keep him. So the Washington Post... A week or two ago, I had a great story, I thought, about how you should offer him $500 million. Now, that sounds insane, mm -hmm. right? Half a billion dollars. But then when you parse it out and you look at the years and the money, all of a sudden he's making less per year in some of these years than Trevor Bauer. So you tell me who is more valuable. It's not even close. So as crazy as that sounds, I think you do back up the truck. And you do say, you know what? People keep saying, well, it needs to to T signed you know, this this mega 300 mil, you know, trout, they're all in the threes now. So people are thinking you got to go in the fours for Soto. But Soto's got Scott Boris, and I think you have to go into the fives. I think you you make that offer. This was a, a great column about how you just you just do it now, and then you can't say we didn't try our best. You can't lowball him, right? Right. You, so you need to get it done. And so it is interesting to me that um, he's he's an MVP finalist, so it's Harper, and neither of their, their teams were any good. Like, the interesting thing is Fernando Tatis is the other NL MVP finalist, and all three of these teams didn't make the playoffs. So it's a little different to judge. Now, these votes are done before the playoffs starts, which explains, like, why some managers win over other managers, right? I think people are a little confused. Like, the Braves won. Shouldn't, you know, like, Snicker be the guy who wins? But this is strictly regular season. However, these teams weren't even like fringy playoff teams. Maybe the Phillies a little bit, but these teams weren't even playing for anything. So it's going to be really interesting to see. And I think it's a two-man race here. I think it's Soto and Harper. Um, 
I would probably vote for Soto. I could see how people would vote for Harper. I mean, if you just look at what Juan Soto did, Bryce Harper had, there were some other hitters in that lineup. So many people were traded away from the Nationals. And honestly, he reached base more times than he made outs in the second half. That is like my craziest stat, if you think about wow, that in baseball, really? right? So, I mean, you, you can look at war and you can look at all these advanced stats, but you look at what Juan Soto did in a lineup where there was virtually no protection, which is a thing. Yeah. And to me, he deserves to be the MVP. So let me ask you this. Part of the reason why I'm saying it, and it sounds like you're saying it and others, that they need to pay him and just make it happen is be in part because of what's happened before, because they have let these other people go away. In a vacuum, though, like we talked before about quarterbacks, there's probably no price that well, I seem like the Washington football team could pay. It, whatever they have to pay to get a quarterback, because if you don't have one, it's pretty hard to be a contender the way the sport is. In baseball, though, is it – actually worth it to give somebody that kind of money? I mean, we see Mike Trout, tons of money. The Angels are never in the mix, and they even have Rendon and and, and some others. Is it is it actually work? I mean, obviously, some teams win, have the best players, but you know what I mean? Like, would you actually, putting aside the other aspects, actually pay anybody that kind of money, or would it be better off to spread the money out? Well, you're not going to just be able to, like we said, come up with another Juan Soto, right? And there's no cap in baseball. So it's not like we paid Juan Soto this. We need to surround him with a bunch of guys making minimum wage. So you can go and surround a star with stars. Teams do it all the time. Big payroll teams do it all the time. You can also be creative with these contracts. And we've seen it in D.C. where they have deferred money. You can pay Juan Soto till he's 100 for all I care. You just need to keep him here. You know, and so I think when you look at D.C. and you look at the payroll, the learners have shown a willingness to have a bigger payroll. They're always in the top half of baseball. They're they're even in like the top, I want to say, five to seven, uh, at least in recent memory. So they've been willing to spend, but they've been willing to spend on pitchers. And that's important. They've been under Mike Rizzo, a starting pitching first kind of team. Right. But I think Mike Rizzo would be the first to tell you that like Juan Soto is a generational talent. He's a guy you build around. And if you get Juan Soto and some of these young guys that they have coming down the pike, the Grayson Rodriguez is, and you know guys who they got in these trades that they had to make to get to get these players, they trade away Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Um, these guys are just Soto's age. Soto's youth is really why you need to keep him too, Ben. Like he's not a guy who's approaching free agency and is going to be like 30, 31 years old. He's a guy who still has a ton of youth. Like basically, just last year, I think was able to legally drink. So he's a guy you really need to, yeah. In nineteen, when they won, I don't think he was able to drink yet. Um, I'd have to, I gotta look up exactly how old he is. He's like perennial, perennially nineteen. I mean. So when is his? I mean, you can kind of do it whenever. When it, is it conceivable that this off season they actually do, get something done here? I mean, if they're going to get it done, or do they have how much time do they have before they really have to do it? Do something in your opinion? Um, I think the sooner the better because once players start to see like. The, the big lights of free agency, especially with Scott Boris, then, you know, when he's a free agent in 2025, you start to you start to worry. You're like, is it this season? Is it next year? Um, you know, he, he is our eligible, so he is going to get probably quite a big bump. But so he just had a birthday. He's 23 now. Wow, he's old now. He just turned 23, so he's 22 this season. So he was 20 and 19. So I was right. He couldn't drink, right? Yeah. Sure. Right until the end, maybe in the end, because he's an October 25th birthday and they did win right around Halloween. So I'm pretty sure Juan Soto could drink right at the end. So, of that title. so, so help me out with this. So they, let's just say they do back, back up the Brinks truck. They keep, they give Juan Soto whatever money and Scott Boris is like, cool, we're going to sign that. 
then what? So they have Juan Soto and these other pieces. That's that's enough to keep him. Is it enough? It clearly can't be enough, I would think, to get this team back to where it was. You just said at the end of the year, the lineup was him and, a, and not much else. So what else can they realistically do if they do bring him back? I don't know. Are you bringing Max Scherzer back? Are you, what other hitter are you getting? Like What are they doing to add to just bringing back Juan Soto? Not just, but to, to add to make it a winner. Yeah, well, I mean, if you sign Juan Soto, and, and obviously you have him until 2025, but if you sign him for the next 10 years, let's say 12 years, um, no, Max Scherzer doesn't fit that plan because now he's too old unless he wants to come back as a closer, right? You're trying to rebuild this foundation back up, which they really haven't done in a while. Under Mike Rizzo, they've been pretty good over the last 10 years. They've been, like, sustainable and competitive, and so they're trying to build that back up by supplementing a farm system that they pillaged all those years because they were good. They needed to trade those prospects away. So all those trades kind of gave them a lot of these prospects that they hope are going to develop into guys for them. You know, they got a bunch of guys from the Dodgers. Um, you know, they made, Mike Rizzo told me last week in California, they made three trades, their last three trades with five minutes to go in the deadline. They just thought they were going to hang on to like the Schwarbers and you know some of these other guys. And they just ended up, Flipping these guys because their stance was the more the merrier, the volume of prospects. That's how Tampa Bay has done it, by volume. Eventually, you're going to get lucky, especially if you can develop. So um, I think with Soto, you you worry later about who you're going to surround him with. You just know he has to be part of your team for the next 10, 12 years because he's that good. He's that good of a player. And we talked about quarterbacks. This guy can impact you. He's the middle of the lineup at. He's just terrific. Uh, we got calls about about Soto. It's a huge thing, obviously, in D.C. We've got Matthew in D.C. Wants to talk about Soto's contract. Matthew, what's up? You're on with uh, Ben and Britt. Hi, uh, Britt. Hi, Ben. How are you? We're doing well. Um, good. Uh, I was calling because I'm, I'm, I'm not very knowledgeable about this, and I think it's a very important question for the future of the Nationals. Um, you clearly know what you're talking about. And so I'd, I'd like to understand why negotiating now will help, because if I'm Scott Boris and the Nationals come to me with $500 million, that $500 million contract today, and I don't have to sign for two years because I'm still under a contract now, where's the plus for Boris and Soto to sign and negotiate now rather than playing the string out a little bit? Right. Well, the plus is you're getting $500 million. Right. Uh, baseball's contracts are largely guaranteed. Um, this isn't the NFL. So you're talking about a guy who could get hurt, right? Um, so that's where it's coming from. You're getting that kind of stability. You're saying, okay, you know what? I don't want to test the free agent market. I like it here in D.C. They're going to keep me here for a while. I don't have to deal with, and this is important. This guy, Guys get crushed with this. I saw it with Manny Machado. It certainly happened with Bryce Harper. Uh, the free agent process is brutal. Um, Scott Boris had, you know, that winter that Harper and Machado were on the, the free agency, they didn't sign until spring training. They both talked about what a terrible process it was uh, because teams try to devalue them. And Max Scherzer talked about this a lot, how tough that process is to actually go through. A lot of guys don't want to go through it. Um, it's ugly. It gets heated. It gets contentious. Uh, if someone offers you $500 million and that length of a deal for a guy who right now is under team control, making nowhere near that, that's what the advantage would be to a Juan Soto. And a Scott Boris certainly would probably want to wait, Boris would. But we've seen this, not frequently, but we've seen it sometimes from Boris clients where they say, you know what, I just want to get it done with this team, get it done. At the end of the day, Scott Boris isn't calling the shots, Juan Soto is. 
yeah, $500 million, I'm taking that deal. Unless you just absolutely can't stand it here, you're going to do that and run with it. Uh, even if you make Brit your only money, that's really, really good money. Right. You're going to do that. Um, all right, we're going to keep talking. We can talk Nats, Wizards, Washington football team, and we'll take your calls, and you can wish Brit a happy birthday. Do that next here on 106.7 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. Ben Standig, Britch Rolly here. We cover sports for The Athletic, and we are talking... Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about right now. We're talking Washington football team, the Wizards, the Nats, Britcherole's birthday. I think I put that in the reverse order. Obviously, one of those things is way more important. Uh, Britt tells me, though, we do have somebody on the line. Do we want to take a call or do we want to talk about your uh, birthday? No. Let's let's talk to TJ from Reston. He's got, he wants to talk about the Wizards, the hottest team in town. Let's bring him in. Exactly. Hey, guys, and I um, just want to say happy birthday, B. Uh, this is my chance to atone because I'm the goofball that mixed you up with the other uh, Brit a couple weeks ago, so I apologize. <laughs> now I'm moving on to the Wizards. Um, so as a humble brag, but uh, I did a Facebook post about four days before the Wizards season started, uh, basically saying that, hey, guys, I'm going to put myself out there, but this Wizards team is the one of the deepest teams in the league, and I, I had them pegged for about 45 to 47 wins. They might even surpass that. And it just feels so good seeing them uh, do all this. It's a combination of, uh, you know, that trade they made, getting um, all those guys from the Lakers. But also, Spencer Dinwiddie is amazing. Uh, he just fits better with this team than Russell Westbrook did. Um, and uh, also, the Wizards, literally, if I look at every roster of all the 30 teams, we have, more front, we have as much or if not more front court depth than anybody else in the league. And, uh, you know, even if, like, a couple guys go down here and there for, like, 10 games or something, Davis Bertans or, you know, Trez or Kuzma, we really won't miss a beat because of the line of versatility we have and how deep we are. The only thing that would really ding us is if uh, Dinwiddie or Beal went out for an extended time. But this team is a really, really, really solid team. The defense is absolutely amazing. And uh, this team is maybe going to win a playoff round. All wow. the team needs is 
by the way, this is going to be a – all this team needs to kind of be like a true title contender, which sounds so weird saying it, but if this team uh, next year or, you know, you know, maybe later this year or something somehow gets a second star to go with Brad with this depth, this team would be a title contender. One person I'm going to float out there is uh, maybe the Wizards should inquire on uh, Ben Simmons. And don't give up Beal or Dinwiddie. But if uh, maybe you give up, you know, maybe uh, one or two of your front court guys in the draft pick to get Ben Simmons because he would fit with this team perfectly. We don't uh, – Ben Simmons is so underrated. He's an incredible player. You don't need the guy to be a shooter. It's the uh, 76ers never knew how to use him. It's, it's a shame. It would be like saying Scottie Pippen is overrated because he's not a great shooter. Oh, you know? It's TJ, right? Okay. Yes, sir. TJ, okay. Well, first of all, I, 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 great that you called back. All good on, on, on the mixing up of the Brits. We appreciate you owning up to that. And that was a really good call. You were positive and optimistic. Got some great points. Oh, Ben Simmons, out. No, I'm out. That guy, I was out on him at LSU. I've been out on him with the Sixers. I totally get it. He's a talent. And defensively, we sleep on that because it's not a, you know, it's not sexy like offense. But at, everything that's going on with him, I couldn't be more out. I don't think, even if you said straight up for Bertans, I don't, we talk about chemistry. Britt and I were talking about that before. He is a feels like a chemistry killer right now. I I don't know what he's going through. He may be having some issues in his own life, or I don't know what's going on. But I'm I'm I couldn't be more out on that. But all that said, you make some good points about the, where the Wizards are at uh, in terms of the, the viability. If you had them at 47 wins, that's amazing. The wow. over under was 34 and a half, and before the season started on my podcast, we talked about saying kind of like the over. Felt positive about that, but I was thinking like. They could be over 500. I did wasn't thinking 47 wins and all that. So kudos to you if you did. But no, Ben Simmons, no. You crushed him early. You, cr- you specifically mentioned that earlier. And I really hope that TJ, I hope you took that to Vegas because yeah. you'd be sitting really pretty right now. I can't, I don't know what the line was early on. Um, what did you mention? What is it? 30? Oh, it was 34 and a half. Okay. They're already at 10. So like, so, I kind of like you know, those odds. Yeah, I mean, you got to be feeling pretty good about that. I don't know about playoff contender just yet. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this team. I think we're all going to know a little bit more after they have that home and home against the Heat. Um, that's going to be important. Obviously, seeing how they match up against the Heat. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier. I think winning games like they've won them in these big deficits can really build that team. Could really kind of show you what you're made of. Like you, you almost need the adversity. The teams that cruise all season. Sometimes they're the ones that end up getting punched in the mouth when the playoffs start. Right. And, and by the way, like, I mean, without, again, we, we're not going overly crazy because it's still early, but if we're talking sort of the where this team can go, I think in general, like at a very base level, when, you, when you're in a playoff series, the team that has the best player probably is going to win just as a base level. Milwaukee would have the best player with Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Nets would have multiple best players with Kevin Durant and James Harden. The Sixers would have Joel Embiid. The Wizards are not going to realistically compete and beat those at those teams after that i guess is where things start to get interesting if this wizards run starts becoming more sustainable i thought their upside going into the year if everything went right was the sixth seed i probably would have to look to advance that and i wasn't saying they were going to get the sixth seed i'm just saying if everything fell into place they avoided injuries and guys kind of maxed out some of the guys have been better so maybe i would have to adjust but that's the thing right there's the upper tier and then there's some of the other teams, and that was, uh, you know, I, keep that in mind when we have a conversation of like, where this is going. But I, who cares? It's fun. People haven't had fun, fun watching this team in a while, and ultimately, this is what we're all supposed to be doing. We're wasting our time with our lives 
watching this stuff. It should be fun. You can't, only one team's going to win the title. Are you having fun along the way? Yeah, it is fun. And you know what? I think it'd be less fun if Bradley Beal was just destroying everyone. I think the way they're winning is fun because Beal hasn't really been that hero guy. They're right. winning because they're finally playing defense. And I don't think most of the opponents in the league kind of expected this at all. And I think you got to give credit, a ton of credit to Tommy Shepard. And then you got to give a ton of credit to Wes Unsell Jr. Because what he's been able to do um, as head coach has been magnificent. I mean, you look at these teams and he really just fits. He just has, it's been really a seamless move and he's clearly, you know, has the the bloodline. It's such a cool story that the last time this team was good, 47 years ago, this is their best start in 47 years, his dad was a part of it, right? His dad was basically the best player the last time the Wizards were relevant. So it's just a really cool symmetry thing. And sometimes, yeah. as you know, you're a writer, I'm a writer. Sometimes like these stories are so good that they just, I mean, this is, it's just truly unbelievable, right? Like if they can are they fated to have a really good season? If they are, there are just so many storylines here. Without without a question, and, and you know, look, bringing in a West Unsell Jr. It almost seems a little too cute. Like, oh, okay, you're just bringing back nostalgia to the head coach. West Unsell Jr. is showing, no, 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 this isn't just about my name. This is about I've got the goods. People around the league said that, and he's showing that so far uh, here with the Wizards. Uh, we've got more to discuss. The show's going to keep going. Ben Standig, Britt Giroli from the Athletic. We're going to be talking football team, Nats, Wiz, and a bunch more here on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t